welcome to the Immigrant Bag podcast. I'm your host, Madupe Ogunyemi. And if this is your first time of listening to this podcast, what we do here is talk about personal finance as it relates to immigrants who, in many cases, have to unlearn and relearn a new financial system in order to secure the bag. But first, a disclaimer as always. I am not a financial advisor. Everything I say is for education and entertainment purposes only. Please do your own due diligence or consult a financial advisor before you make financial decisions. Okay, so having said that, today I want to talk about the huge gap in the retirement savings of immigrants compared with that of people who grew up in these respective countries. Um, This isn't something that's spoken about a lot, or maybe a lot of people don't actually realize it, but it is a very real and present issue among immigrants here. Many immigrants relocate in their mid-30s, late-30s, and 40s. I, personally, I know someone who moved here in his 50s. Um, But if I were to do a rain check, just, you know, a quick survey around me, I would say uh, most of the people I know are are in their 30s and and their 40s. So I would say personally, most of the immigrants that I know here moved here in their late 30s and their early 40s. So these are people who have already spent a good chunk, like a decade, a decade and a half working elsewhere. And unfortunately, you know, as the case may be, uh, they might not necessarily have retirement savings in you know, the other countries that they are coming from, that they are able to move here or they are able to leverage in any kind of way. So when they move here in their mid-30s, late-30s, early-40s, they start to build their retirement nest egg again from scratch. Now, for many immigrants, when we land, we're in immediate survival mood. And, And that's understandable. I mean, you're in a new country. For many of us, you don't even have family around or, you know, any kind of safety net. So you're in immediate survival mood. So usually our our main focus is getting a job, you know, settling into the country, getting a house, getting good schools for the kids and all of that good stuff. And while that is fantastic and very important, what we do not necessarily pay attention to is our retirement. And this may be because we think of retirement as something that is still very, very far off. And I agree it is far, but maybe not so far. Okay. now think about it for a minute. The retirement age in Canada is 65. If you are 45 today, that's only 20 years, two decades from now. And while that might sound like, oh, a long time, think about it. At 45, you've already spent 20 to 25 years post-university, okay, post-college working already. And I bet you still remember when you were graduating from college or when you you were graduating from university. I bet that it still feels like yesterday. Okay, and here you are, 20 years already gone by so fast. How how quickly do you think the next 20 years are going to come? Do you get my point? So, yeah, it might not be too soon to start planning for your retirement if you aren't doing that already. Now, if you had gone to school here in Canada or in the U.S. or, you know, whatever country it is that you've emigrated to, if you've had the 
privilege of working there straight from college, like working in that country straight from college, and now you're 40 or you're 45, um, you would have had 20 years of saving towards your retirement. Most people who grew up here and who have been working since their teens and 20s, by the time they are getting to 40, 45, the age that you are at now, they already have like two decades of retirement savings under their, their belt. Now, the unfortunate thing uh, for immigrants who move here in their 30s and 40s is that you don't have that nest egg. You don't have that 20 years of saving. And you you have the same amount of years left to work. Do you understand what I mean? Like you don't have the nest egg that your age mate who's been working here since, who probably went to college here and and has been working here for the last 20 years. uh, You don't have the same nest egg that person has. And you have the same the exact same amount of years left in your working life. So automatically you're in a a retirement fund deficit, you know, for want of a better description. You're not in the same, you don't have the same nest egg and you're not going to get to work much longer than everyone else here. You're going to hit the retirement bar at the same time. So right off the bat, right out the gate, you're at a disadvantage in terms of Uh, the amount of money you have saved towards your retirement. And let me give you a real life example of a friend of mine to just help explain this um, situation and help drive it home to you. So I have this uh, very good friend of mine who changed jobs, I think a couple of years ago, or maybe last year or so. And while he was discussing his resignation with his former manager, um, the man was asking him, but you know, why are you leaving? This this is a good job, good company and all of that. That friend of mine is in his mid forties. So he said to his manager, uh, this is a good company, quite all right, but I need to think of what, what drives me is different. I need to think of my kids. I need to think of how many years I have left to work. I need to think of preparing for the future. And this new job is offering me a huge, huge bump in my pay. And, you know, it boils down to that for me. That's the reason why I'm leaving. And the the manager was quite puzzled. Like, why should money be the determining factor for you? Like, you, you and I are the same age. And so by now you should have X amount of dollars in your retirement savings, you know. So why why are you so bothered about the future? My friend just laughed and told him, "Well, I don't have that amount in my retirement savings. You know, it is what it is." At that time, my my friend didn't have ten percent of that amount that the manager assumed he should have um, in his retirement savings, and he, he, I mean, there was no way he could have it at that time because he only just moved to Canada. I, I think. He was already 40 when he moved or he was in his very late 30s when he moved. So the, the manager assumes that, you know, if you've been saving towards your retirement for, I don't know, 20 years, 25 years, you should have that amount of money. But here's this friend of mine who, like many other immigrants, moved only moved to this country in his late 30s. And so only just started to build that retirement nest egg from, you know, early 40s or or late 30s. And and also bear in mind that some immigrants, when they move here, they don't even get good jobs immediately. Sometimes you have to do like a few survival jobs here and there before you can restart your career and then begin to build up that retirement nest egg. So it is a real thing. For immigrants, and this is one of the reasons why I say the journey, the personal finance journey for immigrants is completely different. Like anybody can benefit from personal finance education and we all should have it and learn it and educate ourselves. But the journey and the challenges 
for immigrants are completely different from someone who is not in those shoes and someone who hasn't, you know, shared in, in that kind of journey. So now that we know that, you know, there is this gap that isn't quite talked about, what are we going to do about it? We know that there is this real life difference between someone who has been working here since their 20s or since college and someone who just came here in their 30s and 40s. And this is just one of the many differences, I would say, uh, as far as personal finance is concerned. But now that we know this huge gap in our retirement funds as immigrants, we need to start taking concrete steps towards bridging them. Okay, we need to start taking concrete steps towards bridging the gap. And for me, I would say that the first step towards bridging it is to be aware of it. That is the very first step. If you're not aware of an issue or a problem, you're not going to start thinking about solutions to that problem. So I would say, and that's part of what I'm hoping to achieve with this podcast, part of what I'm hoping to achieve is to shine the light on issues surrounding personal finance for immigrants so that we all can learn these things, we all can be aware of these things, and we all can start to take informed and educated steps towards building a better financial future for all of us, um, for ourselves. So I would say that the first step towards bridging this gap is to be aware of it. Once you know what you're dealing with, then you can begin to take conscious steps to address it. Maybe it's time to sign up with a financial planner, okay? Or maybe it's time to educate yourself on personal finance or both. You know, as we say in Lagos, start from knowing that issue day, issue day ground, okay? And then begin to think of solutions to it. For me personally, one of the steps um, that I personally adopt and that I think is would be great for you know other immigrants to adopt as well is to save intentionally. Be very, very intentional about how you spend money. I have friends who tease me about this a lot, about being careful with money. And I don't mind. They tease me about um, being intentional around money and saving and all of that. And I don't mind being teased about it. I don't. Because I've, I've passed that stage in my life where I want to impress anyone or where I, I could be affected by peer pressure. I'm, I'm way past that stage of life now. I, I, at this point in my life, I'm not looking to impress anyone because you see those same people who tease you about being conservative with money, <laughs> they will also be the first to tease you when you go broke. And guess what? They will not cut you a check, okay? <laughs> so again, I'm not a financial advisor, but the first step, to bridging this gap is to be very intentional about your relationship with money, about how you spend money, about how you save money. You need to be very intentional and very strategic about it. Okay. If people who were born here or who have been working here for a long time save 20 cents on every dollar, you as an immigrant who just moved here should be saving 50 cents or more. If every other person is saving 20 cents on a dollar, you as an immigrant who just moved here, who now knows that you have a retirement savings deficit, among other things, and I'll mention a few other things as we go on in this podcast, you should be saving 50 or more. 
It is what it is. You, you need to understand that the economics of an immigrant salary is different from everyone else. You have living expenses here in your new country to deal with. You probably also have some financial responsibilities in your home country. And you're probably sending money back home to deal with those. On top of that, you have this retirement savings gap that you need to breathe. And you, you, you don't have that many years ahead of you to catch up with your age mates or to, to rack up the kind of dollar amount that would make you live comfortably in retirement. So you should figure out how to save more or how to basically move your retirement savings more towards your age mates who were born here, use their retirement savings amounts as sort of like a benchmark of where you should be at the very least. And if you want to surpass that, that's fine. Um, so maybe you don't need to meet that figure. Maybe you don't need to surpass that figure, but I would say you should try to meet the figure. You should be trying to bridge that gap actively and aggressively, just so you, you don't see any unpleasant surprises in your retirement. Now, for many of us, there's also a cultural aspect to retirement planning, financial uh, retirement planning that we may need to unlearn. Some of us come from cultures where people do not plan for retirement. Their retirement plan is their kids, period. And I'm sure many of us are familiar with that. And I'm not criticizing any cultural practices. Okay, I'm actually a huge, huge advocate of taking care of your parents. I'm a huge, huge advocate of taking care of your parents, taking care of your family. Um, I'm all for it. But the economic times that our parents grew up in is completely different from the economic times that we are growing up in and that our kids will grow up in. So I would say it's better to plan for your own retirement so that and not just rely on the hope that when your kids grow up, they'll come back and take care of you, which is the cultural practice for many of us immigrants. And, and it's great. And I'm not saying your kids won't, but I would say it's better to plan for your own retirement so that you are comfortable regardless. And whatever your kids give you will be extra. And if they don't, you're not going hungry. Okay. So as an immigrant, if you are dividing your net salary into parts that service recurrent expenses, you know, maybe your mortgage, your rent, whatever it is, and you're setting aside a portion to send care packages back home for people, and you're setting aside a portion for vacation, you should also have the portion that you're allocating towards your retirement, whatever shape or form that may be. Okay. And always, always assume always have at the back of your mind that we are working with a retirement savings deficit just by virtue of the fact that you relocated here in your 30s and 40s. And therefore, if everyone else is putting $1 towards their retirement savings, you should be putting $2 or three. You should try to put that much, you know, so that you can bring the funds up and then let other things like compound interest and all of that do the rest of the work for you. So the message from me today to all immigrants out there is this, save more, learn more, and do more towards securing your retirement back. It is super, super important.
Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you so, so much for listening. Until next week when I come your way again with another episode of The Immigrant Bag, stay safe out there, keep your money close, keep your friends closer, and keep your family closed. Mm-hmm.